Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning. Dominant strain, Omicron fueling the rapid surge from coast to coast and now claiming its first life here in the U.S. President Biden set to address the nation today, announcing new measures to fight the spread and ease the burden on overwhelmed hospitals and testing sites. Frustrating, to say the least. All of it just days before Christmas, with growing uncertainty over the safety of large indoor gatherings. This morning, we go one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Anthony Fauci, live. Scrambling the White House in damage control mode, attempting to save the president's agenda after that latest roadblock from Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. Is there any way forward without his support? And what does it all mean for Americans waiting for an answer? We're live in Washington. Daring escape. New details on how those 12 missionaries kidnapped in Haiti apparently freed themselves, sneaking out in the middle of the night and hiking for hours. They eventually found someone who helped them make a phone call for help. They were finally free. Inside their harrowing journey and an exclusive interview with a freed member of the group sharing his story for the very first time. Speaking out, the stars of Sex and the City break their silence together on the disturbing assault allegations against fellow castmate Chris Noth. Just ahead, their show of support for his accusers and the new fallout now facing the actor. Those stories plus real-life X-Files inside the new government office being created to investigate and respond to UFO sightings all across the U.S. Today, Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, welcome to today. It's a Tuesday morning. Thanks for starting your day with us. Savannah's enjoying some time off. Carson, I'm sure, is somewhere screaming his brains out oh. over the Raiders win, as is Mason, one of our cameramen. Oh, so yeah. a lot of Raiders fans in the house today. I was texting with yeah. Carson yesterday. He yeah. was uh, quite celebratory, I, and for good reason. More football today as well. Yeah, we're going to get to all of it. But let's get right to our top story. COVID's tightening grip on the nation with just four days to go before Christmas. That's right. Less than three weeks after the first Omicron case was discovered, Discovered here in the United States, it has quickly become the nation's dominant strain, making up nearly three quarters of all new cases. And yeah, cities and states all across the country taking new steps to slow the spread, including this morning's return of indoor mask mandates in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, all eyes will be on the White House later today because President Biden, who tested negative on Monday after close contact with a staffer who contracted the COVID virus, He's going to be addressing the nation to lay out his administration's new efforts to try and contain the virus. We're going to talk about all of that and a lot more with Dr. Anthony Fauci in just a moment. But first, NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez has our report. Amid another coast-to-coast -coast COVID surge, the rapid rise of Omicron is staggering. 
The CDC says the variant now makes up 73% of all U.S. COVID cases. That's up from just 13% last week. The first known Omicron death has been reported in Texas, an unvaccinated man in his 50s with underlying health conditions. Things are moving quickly, and, and I know people are concerned. And this morning, President Biden exposed to COVID. A staffer tested positive Monday after being in Air Force One with the president on Friday. The president has tested negative. It's ahead of a speech on the Omicron variant this afternoon in which the president will draw a sharp distinction, telling vaccinated Americans they can enjoy the holidays while delivering a dire warning to the 40 million unvaccinated that they're at risk of severe illness and death this winter. It comes as his predecessor, former President Trump, heard some boos at his show in Dallas alongside Bill O'Reilly after revealing he received the booster. Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it, too. Okay, so... Um... Oh, don't, 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 no, no. The White House is rolling out new measures, preparing to ship 500 million free at-home COVID tests for any American who wants one starting next month, directing 1,000 members of the military to help understaffed hospitals and expanding upon the 20,000 free testing sites already available in the U.S. It's been frustrating, to say the least. The first opening this week in New York City as Omicron rages. Los Angeles canceled its in-person New Year celebration in Grand Park. D.C. is now reinstating its mask mandate just weeks after lifting it. In Boston, proof of vaccination will be required starting next month for some indoor spaces, including restaurants, gyms, and theaters. And overnight, the NHL announcing it will pause its season until after Christmas, calling off five games scheduled Thursday. And New York State just announced a record number of COVID cases for a fourth straight day. But the governor is insisting, vowing that schools will stay open with better access to testing, Craig. Gabe Gutierrez for us this morning at a uh, testing site here in New York City. Gabe, thank you. Joining us now from Washington, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Uh, so, again, here we are some two years in, and it, it's like deja vu all over again. We've got the indoor mask mandate coming back there in Washington, D.C., the NHL pausing its season, a number of other cities uh, looking to impose new restrictions. We know that the Omicron variant is more transmissible, but it's also, uh, it's also less severe. Is this an overreaction, perhaps, or is this prudent? Oh, it's by no means not an overreaction. You're dealing with an, uh, a virus that has an unprecedented capability of spreading extremely rapidly. We've really not seen anything like this before. It has a doubling time of about two days. And as you just heard mentioned, it went from around 13 percent up to now 73 percent. The idea that it can spread so rapidly, even if, in fact, it is somewhat less severe, and it appears at least from the South African data that there is less of a ratio of hospitalization to cases and duration of stay in the hospital. So it very well may be less severe. We're hoping that that's the case. And we're hoping as this evolves here in the United States that that will be our experience. But even if it is, the quantity of infections, given the extraordinary efficiency of spread, might actually uh, obviate that diminution in severity to the point where you still get a lot of significant disease. So we cannot take this lightly at all. Dr. Fauci, we know that the White House later today is going to announce uh, the shipment of hundreds of millions of tests in January. We've talked about the importance of testing going into the holiday travel season. 
if, if folks can't get a test before this weekend, should they skip the test or should they skip uh, visiting their loved ones over the holiday? Well, first of all, if you are vaccinated, particularly boosted, and you're going to be involved in an indoor home setting with family relatives who are also vaccinated and boosted, you could feel comfortable in doing that social interaction. If tests are available, by all means, go the extra step, go the extra mile to get tested, which we're recommending just to get that extra added cushion of uh, alleviation of concern. But if you don't have the availability of the test and you are fully vaccinated and boosted, you should feel comfortable having a holiday meal or gathering with family members who are also vaccinated and boosted. If you're vaxxed, if you're boosted, if you've tested, but you have small children who don't qualify for the vaccine yet, then what, what do you do regarding travel? Well, what you do is that the best way to protect children who are not yet at the age that they can be vaccinated is to surround them with people who are vaccinated. You protect yourself and you protect your unvaccinated children by making sure that they are in an environment with vaccinated people. We know that the president uh, tested negative on Monday, given his age, given his exposure. Uh, should his doctors at all be concerned about the president's health? No, I mean, the president is very careful. I mean, I'm with him uh, virtually at least once a week, if not more, and we are very careful around him. Everyone gets tested before they can even come into the room with him. Uh, and he wears a mask and we wear a mask when we're with him. So the president is very prudent and takes good care about trying to protect himself for obvious reasons. He's the president of the United yeah. States, as well as the fact that he's a man that wants to protect his own health and that of his family. Dr. Fauci, really quickly, uh, we, we survived the Delta variant. Uh, presumably we'll survive this variant as well. But then there's going to be another variant and another variant after that. What, what's, what's the end game here? How does this all stop? Well, one of the ways we can get it to stop is to get a lot more people vaccinated. It's very unfortunate that we still have about 50 million people in this country who are eligible to be vaccinated who have not get vaccinated. It will stop when we get the overwhelming majority of people vaccinated and boosted. And when the people who don't get vaccinated, ultimately, this virus is going to find them. They will get infected and many of them will suffer and get hospitalized and some will die. When you get to that point where you have people either having already been infected or vaccinated and boosted, you will see a diminution in this surge that we see right now, which certainly is very, very troubling. Yeah. But hopefully we'll get over that as quickly as it came upon us. Dr. Fauci, thank you. Oh, and by the way, a little birdie told us that uh, someone's celebrating a birthday on Christmas Eve, so happy early birthday to you as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You too. Have a good holiday. A programming note, by the way, NBC News will bring you live coverage of President Biden's address to the nation later today on most of these NBC stations. Meantime, the president and his party still reeling over Senator Joe Manson, Manchin's decision to publicly oppose the administration's nearly $2 trillion Build Back Better bill. Manchin now back home and defending his decision while the White House and its allies searching for a path forward for the president's agenda. NBC senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett, Garrett Hake has the very latest. Hey, Garrett, good morning. 
Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Yeah, Democrats are now trying to bring down their internal tensions and come up with some kind of new plan after Senator Manchin's surprise decision on Sunday. For now, they're vowing to push ahead in January on an agenda they say is simply too important to abandon, even as Manchin and Senate Republicans remain dug in. This morning, President Biden under pressure as one man, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, could derail the biggest part of the president's agenda. The president speaking to Manchin Sunday after a heated clash over the Build Back Better bill. We're ready to move forward and get this done and work like hell to do that. Manchin saying he's frustrated at White House staff and explaining his decision to oppose the president's signature legislation. I want social reforms to the point that has responsibility and accountability supported by some voters back home. Any other drastic steps that would alter West Virginia at all right now is just, it's kind of scary. I can see why Joe would be skeptical to do it. And by Republicans who bulk at the bill's cost as well as its progressive policy changes. It was, it was an exciting thing to hear. It was a great shot in the arm for the country. All while enraging progressives. Well, I think uh, what Senator Manchin did yesterday represents such an egregious breach of the trust of the president. Among the parts of the bill Manchin opposes extending the child tax credit direct payments, which the senator has privately raised concerns would be spent on drugs by some parents and a paid family leave provision he has said could be abused to go hunting instead, according to multiple sources familiar with the discussions. Manchin's office saying in a statement that he supports the child tax credit and paid leave if they're targeted to those who need them and sustainably funded. Democrats now hoping they can bring the bill back from the dead in the new year. It was infuriating to hear uh, the senator pretty much try to kill the Build Back Better Act. It might be on the deathbed, but we're going to make sure uh, we're going to resurrect it to make sure it passes at some point. Progressives had said for months that they trust President Biden to deliver Joe Manchin's vote. They say they don't trust Joe Manchin at all. The president and the senator, of course, spoke on Sunday night, a call that two sources have described as cordial, perhaps, perhaps starting to thaw out a chilly relationship still critical to Democrats' hopes. Hoda. All right, Garrett Hake for us there at the Hill. Garrett, thank you. All right, lots more to get to on this Tuesday morning as we welcome in Chanel Jones. Yes, yes. Greg Hoda, good morning. good morning. We are learning stunning new information about the road to freedom for that group of kidnapped missionaries in Haiti. Turns out the last 12 who were being held weren't released but made a dramatic escape. NBC's chief foreign affairs correspondent Andrea Mitchell has the story and an exclusive interview with one of the first missionaries to be freed. Good morning. Good morning, Chanel. That, that exclusive interview with the former hostage Matt Miller telling me that he forgives his captors after a harrowing ordeal that left 12 of his fellow missionaries with no choice but to escape in the dark of night. This morning, new images of the once-captured missionaries now safely back home after the final group of 12 pulled off a stunning escape. When they sensed the timing was right, they found a way to open the door that was closed and blocked filed silently to the path that they have chosen to follow and quickly left the place that they were held. The eight adults and four children, including an infant, sneaking out in the dark of night last Wednesday, navigating by stars and moonlight, moving north toward a mountain they recognized in the distance. After a number of hours of walking, day began to dawn and they eventually found someone who helped them make a phone call for help. They were finally free. 
Within hours, the group was on a Coast Guard flight to Florida, where they reunited with the other five hostages who were previously released, including 29-year-old Matt Miller, who got out in November, speaking for the first time. Were you allowed to pray when you were held captive? Yes, we were. We, pray, we prayed and sang for hours every day. Our captors got a chance to hear the gospel. Um, they got to see what love looks like. The kidnappers had demanded a $1 million ransom for each of the 17 missionaries. It's not clear whether any money was paid. The group was kidnapped in October by a notorious street gang after visiting a local orphanage. Do you forgive them? We forgive them. We long for them to turn their life around. We pleaded with them to, to realize the harm they're doing to their own country. We pleaded with them to, to find a better way. Security in Haiti, of course, has collapsed following the assassination of its president in July and a devastating earthquake in August. Chanel? All right, Andrea, thank you. Wow, that's a daring escape. Yeah. My goodness. Wow. Okay, it is time for our first check of the weather, 716. We say good morning to Mr. Bill Karens. Hey, Bill. Bill. Hey, good morning. Uh, I'd like to help bring stress levels down, right? Hey, like, yes. uh, yeah, we all could like <gasps> take a big breath, yeah. but uh, we do have some weather of concern. So far, so good, but tornadoes this morning are possible. All of our friends from about Orlando to Tampa, so the I-4 area southwards is who we're concerned with. We have a storm that's moving through early this morning. You can see the lightning strikes just off the coast here near Sarasota. So that That'll sweep on through. Again, isolated tornadoes. Hopefully nothing like what we saw last week, but there is at least a chance of that. That's where the rough weather will be. And as far as the tornado watch goes, that's up until 10 a.m. local time here over the Fort Myers, all the way to Naples and Marco Island. So as far as severe weather, we got about 8 million people included in this. Everyone in the yellow, the areas that I just mentioned. And as far as the forecast goes, we'll also see this rain spreading northward. So it's umbrella day for you, coastal areas of the Carolinas, Virginia. And then later tonight into tomorrow, watch out, my friends in Maine, ice storm and snow for you, so be prepared for that. And coming up, I'm going to show you a place where it snowed yesterday that I've never, ever seen before. That's the next half hour. Ooh. That's a tease. Okay. Bill, you're good. Thank you, Bill. Uh, still ahead this morning, the stars of Sex in the City sending a message of support to the women accusing their co-star, Chris Noth, of sexual assault. <laughs> what they are saying about those allegations as Noth is fired from another popular show. Plus, we are taking you inside the record-setting holiday travel rush at airports, the busiest days of the entire pandemic. This morning, Tom Costello is going behind the scenes with one airline in Miami, how they're keeping up with demand, and what you can do to ensure that you get to your destination on time. But first, this is Today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seven thirty. It's a Tuesday morning. It's December twenty first, twenty twenty one. Doesn't get old, does it? Not at all. All you have to do is just sit here. We walk in in the morning. We exhale. Man, we get to look at that baby. That beautiful, magnificent Norway spruce right across the street, shining bright. Just four days until Christmas, wow. guys. Four it's, days. I want it to go and nice and slow. I actually just want to take my time. You want to savor That's and beautiful. linger. Yes. Savor. By the yes. way, there are a lot of tourists who are still in New York City. Oh, We're yeah. noticing uh, masked up, but they're here. So On the ice skating well, rink at 730 in the yeah, morning, too. the rink's yeah. crowded. All right, kids, let's begin our next uh, this half hour with your 730 headlines. Former President Donald Trump suing New York's attorney general. He's seeking a court order to halt her long-running tax fraud investigation into his business practices. The lawsuit accuses Letitia James of having exploited her powers. James responded with a statement accusing Trump and his company of repeatedly seeking to delay her investigation. Parts of Northern California were rattled yesterday by a strong 6.2 magnitude earthquake. Take a look at this video as it shook a liquor store in the city of Fortuna, leaving behind a huge mess. The quake struck around noon local time, about 45 miles off the coast of Eureka. Some people reported feeling it 200 miles away in San Francisco. There was some damage reported, but thankfully, no one was hurt. Uh, meantime, this morning, Sex in the City star Chris Noth facing new fallout in the wake of troubling allegations. After sexual assault accusations, which NBC has not independently confirmed, came to light last week, many wondered what the reaction from his famous female co-stars would be. Well, now the three leads of And Just Like That are speaking out. Overnight, the stars of the new Sex in the City series, and just yep, like that, speaking out about the sexual assault allegations against Chris Noth after last week, several women accused the 67-year-old actor of sexual misconduct. These are my very best friends, Miranda and Carrie. Hi. Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis releasing a joint statement on social media, writing in full, we are deeply saddened to hear the allegations against Chris Noth. We support the women who have come forward and shared their painful experiences. We know it must be a very difficult thing to do, and we commend them for it. It comes as the fallout for Noth's career continues. He has been dropped from CBS's series The Equalizer. The network said in a joint statement Monday with the show's production company, Universal Television. Universal Television is a subsidiary of NBC Universal, the parent company of NBC News. This as a third anonymous woman came forward over the assault, accusing Noth of sexual assault. 
The Daily Beast reporting the woman, a friend of the article's author, says Noth forcefully groped her in 2010 at a Manhattan restaurant where she was a hostess. At the time, she was 18 and Noth was 55. The actor's publicist says that Noth denies this ever happening and has no idea who this woman is. That allegation following a report of two other women who came forward anonymously last week speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, one accusing Noth of rape from an encounter in 2004, the other of sexual assault in 2015. Noth calling those accusations categorically false, saying the encounters were consensual. NBC News has not independently spoken to any of the women or corroborated any of their accounts. For this 45 it comes amid buzz on the new series first episode twist, showing Noth's character dying after working out on a Peloton. The company had filmed a viral tongue-in-cheek ad following the scene. Last week, it pulled the ad. The talent agency A3 Artists has also dropped note that confirmed. Meantime, Kim Cattrall, the fourth star of the original Sex in the Series, who did not appear in the reboot, has yet to speak out. We have reached out to her and have not heard back. All right, Janelle, thank you. Uh, coming up next, a behind-the-scenes look at how the airlines have ramped up for this year's holiday travel rush. Tom Costello. Standing by at a very busy airport that is breaking an all-time record for passengers. Coming up right after this. Welcome back this morning on In-Depth Today. With just four days to go until Christmas, holiday travel is in full swing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. The TSA just screened more than 2 million travelers for the fourth straight day. And already, some airports are seeing a record number of passengers taking to the skies. Yeah, NBC's Tom Costello got a behind-the-scenes look with American Airlines at Miami International. Tom, good morning. I mean, Miami is driving a lot of that heavy passenger volume. Yeah, listen to this number. Miami has already seen more travelers over, the, over this holiday break than they have ever seen over any holiday break. So this is not just a pandemic record. This flight behind me is going to go from Miami to L.A. later today, but we got a behind-the-scenes peek at how American is preparing and dealing with the busiest travel season in at least two years. Thank you so much. Day two of the Christmas week travel rush is now fully underway. Even with the rapid spread of the Omicron variant, many travelers appear undeterred. Some airports now on target for record traffic, including Miami International, projecting 156,000 passengers each day, breaking an all-time holiday record. After foregoing family gatherings last Christmas, many are determined to go this year. I think as long as you're doing your part and like wearing your mask and getting vaccinated, you know, just being careful, I think that's what matters. Here in Miami, the American Airlines ramp tower manages more than 700 flights a day, arriving and departing from their gates. Everything from catering to luggage to fueling to maintenance issues and the occasional plane that is too heavy like this one at gate 49. What happens if the plane is too heavy? You have to offload some cargo? Yeah, if the plane is heavy, typically we, it all depends. Um, do we have anything that we can move on the cargo side of the house so that we can put passengers on? And we might ask for volunteers in the passenger side. So it all depends. Miami International has more than 11 miles of luggage belts, carrying an average of 35,000 bags a day. This 777-300 just flew in from JFK, fully loaded. That means it's carrying about 380 bags on top of that cargo. We target for the most perfect scenario and getting bags, two bags claim within 20 minutes. 
And how often does that happen? 63% of the time. See why you're holding you. Meanwhile, after a year of bad behavior in the skies and in the airports, another incident late yesterday here in Miami when police confronted an unruly passenger who they say took the keys to an airport golf cart. The situation escalating to the point the officer drew his gun. More than 5,600 cases of unruly passengers so far this year, with the nation's flight attendants asking the traveling public for patience and kindness. But lately, we have been punching bags. Airline passenger service workers now releasing a new public service announcement. We're your friends, and we're trying to get you where you need to go. So help us help you. Tom, we all uh, remember those meltdowns that some of the airlines suffered during the fall where flights were not going. Uh, yeah. Things did go better over Thanksgiving. So what's the story this holiday? So all airlines cumulatively are hiring, hiring about 30,000 employees from now all the way through next year. American alone hiring about 18,000. They believe that that staffing surge is going to help them navigate through Christmas and through 2022 when they really expect traffic will only continue to ramp up and pick up. Hold All right, uh, Tom Costello. Tom, thanks. And he looks good in that vest. I was going to say, no, vest <laughs> looks good on you, Tom. Yeah. You wear it well. <laughs> I don't look fat in this. That's what I worry about, you know. <laughs> oh, See you, Tom. Tom. Let us head over to uh, Bill Karens. He's in for Mr. Roker. We've got another check. A slimming safety vest. Yeah, yeah there you exactly. go. Uh, all right, so anchor participation time. Okay, we're ready. Where do you think this video is from? It's not from the United States. It's a city on the Mediterranean. It oh only boy. snows there about once every 10 to 20 years. And yesterday they had accumulating snows. So somewhere in Turkey? Northern Egypt and Alexandria. Your people! Oh, look at my that! My people! people. Yes. Oh my god! This was Ale all over Wait, social media yesterday. Wait, it snowed in Alexandria, Egypt? Yeah, hardly ever happened. It's wow. so rare. And why am I saying this? Because this puts snow lovers over the edge. <laughs> because awesome. a lot of our wow. big snow cities have yet to get snow. So it has now snowed in Alexandria, Egypt, before it has snowed in Chicago. And last wow. night at midnight, this is the latest that Chicago's ever gone in their 112 years of recording wow. with no snow. And Denver's right with them. Denver's still waiting for their first flake. So, yeah, uh, so it's winter some places, just not where a lot of it typically <laughs> is. Uh, as far as the weather goes today, we're watching our friends in Florida with the severe weather possibilities and the West Coast. Get ready. You are going to have some epic storms right through the holiday. Make sure if you're traveling through the mountainous areas, you are going to have some major, major issues. I saw one report saying up to 10 feet of no, that's like, <laughs> that's like up there. That's like two bills. That's not two bills, but it's like, it's like maybe one and a third. <laughs> yeah, now I feel like I need to jump again to redeem myself. No, it's too late. no. It's, it's done. Thank Stay you, Bill. When we come back, the government ready to make a very big investment to investigate UFO sightings, even opening a special office for the task. So just what are they looking for and why? We're on the hunt for answers right after this. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Oh, we're back with Carson. No, Guys, the truth is out there. Well, at least it could be. So it seems that way because we're now learning about a brand new government office that's going to be dedicated solely to investigating UFOs. <laughs> NBC's Gotti Schwartz is our resident UFO correspondent. He joins us now uh, with a closer look. What's the word, Gotti? Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, this might sound outlandish, but buried in the more than 1,000-page Defense Authorization Act, there's this call for a new government program dedicated to investigating UFOs, and their scope is pretty wild. We're talking everything from a rapid response to sightings to investigating cases where people say they were injured after encounters. Sound familiar? If the X-Files were real life, this would be the part where Mulder and Scully get some new offices and a whole lot more funding. Now, sci-fi becoming reality. With the formation of a permanent government office tasked with investigating unidentified aerial phenomenon, also known as UFOs. If there's a reported incident, now there's a requirement for us to react to that information and go and collect that information. It's all part of a bipartisan backed amendment buried in the National Defense Authorization Act, spearheaded by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. I really see this as trying to know what is knowable and not having a head in the sand perspective on this. These are serious issues of national security and technology that we should know about. The effort calls on a rapid response to new UAP cases, sharing information with other countries, briefing Congress on whether these might be foreign adversaries or something else, and even promising to look into cases where service members say they might have suffered health effects after encountering unknown phenomenon. In the past, those kind of reports were late-night fodder parodied by Hollywood or Saturday Night Live. Um, I was wrapped in, like, a robe made out of warm, glowing energy. Yeah, like a blanket made out of pure love. But today, even the highest levels of academia seem to be taking UFOs much more seriously. One Stanford researcher looking at the brain scans of some service members who say they've encountered UFOs. Meanwhile, at Harvard, the focus is on the skies. Astrophysics professor Avi Loeb co-founding the Galileo Project to invest in high-tech telescopes, infrared cameras, and specialized AI software, hoping to collect scientific data on the kinds of mysterious objects that have been spotted by fighter pilots who say they seem to break the laws of physics. The answer to this question will have huge implications for the future of humanity. It will affect our aspirations for space, and it basically affects each and every aspect of human life here on Earth. That's right, the big questions there being asked by Harvard as well as one researcher over at Stanford. Guys, back to you. All right, I'm intrigued. Johnny, thank you. It I'm is intrigued in, too. It's intriguing. Yeah. I mean, I think every time you hear <laughs> Give me the music, though. Yes, someone from the military talking about what they see in the brain scans. Right. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's big. That's heavy. Yeah. heavy that's stuff. what right. the space force is up to. I thought the space force was. I, they should hire Keith Morrison. Whatever they're up to. Because <laughs> when I hear that music, I expect to hear his voice. <laughs> Guys, coming up on Popstar, to return to Hogwarts for the stars of Harry Potter. We've got the new trailer that's making fans even more excited about that big 20th anniversary reunion than they were. Before, if that's even possible. Coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour.
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.